The economics ministry has confirmed that it will speak with officials from the Biden administration next week in a teleconference. According to a Bloomberg report, U.S. officials were reaching out to Taiwan to secure vital automotive chips for American car makers. Taiwan says the meeting is scheduled for next Friday, Taipei time, and that the participants will include government officials, chip executives, as well as representatives from other industries. Taiwan's health minister is urging countries not to hoard surplus COVID vaccines. Health Minister Chen Shizhong said Friday that some countries were buying far more doses than needed, making it difficult for other countries to secure a sufficient supply. Chen did not specify which countries, nor did he say whether this was affecting Taiwan's procurement. Last month, Chen said Taiwan was in talks to buy nearly 20 million doses, with the first to arrive by March. When he was asked about the progress on the vaccine order on Friday, Chen only said that rollout date would be announced once finalized. In a Thursday night television appearance, Chen held nothing back, blasting the WHO for being ineffectual. But he struck a milder tone on Friday as he urged countries around the world to stop hoarding COVID vaccines. He said one country had purchased four times the vaccines it needed. We expected countries with the ability to do so to buy more than necessary, but we never expected any country to buy so much more than necessary. It's as if I needed face masks, and I bought more than necessary. I bought five boxes worth. But lo and behold, someone has bought five crates worth. If you deal with vaccines the way you do a commodity, then you'll weaken the ability of humankind to fight the pandemic. According to Bloomberg, Canada has enough vaccine doses for 330% of its population. The UK has enough for 302%, while New Zealand, Australia and Norway can each vaccinate between 180 and 250%. Canada's supply can protect a population almost four times its size, according to Bloomberg. On Friday, Taiwan's health minister declined to name names when he was asked to comment on which countries were hoarding. Officials also took questions on AstraZeneca's COVID vaccines. Foreign media has reported that the vaccine is only 8% effective in adults over 65. The CECC rebutted the claim. Germany's health ministry and AstraZeneca have issued rebuttals and said that the claim is not true. The initial report was traced back to two German newspapers, which had cited an anonymous German official in their reports. Meanwhile, Taiwanese researchers have made new progress on a domestic COVID vaccine. United Biomedical commenced phase two clinical trials on Friday. After it hits the market, there are some preparations that have to be made for mass production. They have already started on those preparations so that Taiwan can have an appropriate vaccine for its needs. If they want to sell it abroad, of course we are also happy to see them succeed. Reporters also inquired about the 20 million vaccine doses Taiwan said it would buy. When asked if any doses would be ready to administer by March, Chen said he could not commit to a rollout date for the time being, but would announce it once it's finalized. 
No new local cases were detected on Friday for the fifth day in a row. Taoyuan Mayor Zheng Wenchan says it's too soon to get complacent and that local efforts will continue in the fight against COVID. The city government has set up two mobile screening clinics so that locals can get tested for COVID at their own expense. Meanwhile, officials are assessing the need to open up more quarantine rooms for Taiwan expats returning for Lunar New Year. Taoyuan's mayor distributes hand sanitizer with a squirt here and a squirt there. Taiyuan Biotech is donating hand sanitizer to the city government to protect frontline workers. We have 10,000 bottles of hand sanitizer that we want to provide to all of you. Taiyuan said its donation demonstrated support for Taoyuan's efforts against COVID. In Taoyuan, occupancy at quarantine hotels has already reached 90 percent, leaving only 95 vacant rooms in the run-up to Lunar New Year. We should have enough rooms to support the pre-holiday arrivals. We've run the calculations and we are already past the peak. Yesterday and today, there were more than 700 arrivals. Only a fraction of those people had Taoyuan household registration. If we run out of rooms, we can use about 100 rooms we've placed on reserve. As part of its COVID campaign, Taoyuan is offering screening at 12 hospitals, as well as two mobile clinics, one each in the north and south. Each can handle 600 people a day, helping to prevent crowding at hospitals. We have five larger hospitals, specially commissioned hospitals, where there are screening stations outside. People can get tested for COVID at their own expense. Over these past few days, there have been more people than usual waiting in line for tests. We'll keep monitoring the situation. The critical period, or the high-risk period, isn't over yet. CECC Commander Chen Shizhong made a point of saying that February 4th is the date to watch. Before then, we cannot let down our guard in the least. For five days in a row now, there have been no new local cases, but it's too soon to get complacent, the mayor says, urging the country to unite behind Taoyuan and stay firm against the pandemic. Taiwan's economy saw its strongest expansion in nearly 10 years last quarter as global demand for its tech products surged. Its GDP rose by nearly 5% in the fourth quarter of 2020, according to data from the government's statistics agency. GDP growth for the full year was 2.98%, the most in nearly three years. As the local supply chain grew more complete, it drove rapid growth in exports. It boosted exports in the rising field of remote working applications, as well as traditional exports. With the recovery of external demand, we ended our seven to eight quarter losing streak. Consumer spending continued to grow, and the stock market set new records. In terms of domestic spending, there was 4.3% growth, which is relatively high if we look back at the last 10 years. By contrast, China recently reported 2.3% GDP growth in 2020. This means Taiwan's GDP outpaced China's for the first time since 1991. Taiwan's economy also outpaced growth in South Korea, Singapore and Hong Kong, which contracted by 1%, 5.8% and 6.1% respectively. 
Local officials in Dantre are pulling out all the stops to spread awareness of hygiene protocols. The local district office has produced ethanol-filled pens and shared health tips with families via cartoons. They're pushing for locals to learn good hygiene protocols before the pandemic spreads any further. District office officials talk to the public about good hygiene protocols and giveaway freebies. This ethanol pen has three functions. It's a pen you can just use. Also, it has this ethanol inside, which can be sprayed anywhere and used to disinfect your hands. These young women try the spray out on their hands immediately. Seems good, they say. The items have been made specially for the Danshui District Office. The project was the brainchild of this official. We don't know if the pandemic will get worse or not, so we thought we'd make some objects to raise awareness of hygiene issues, ones that people can carry and use to disinfect their hands anytime. The central government is working really hard on the pandemic right now. In local government, we can take care of our local citizens to support the central government's work. Hu Yalun is a big animal lover and artist. In 2020, she drew a series of animal-themed educational graphics to raise awareness of COVID-19. I was often in the office and seeing that people weren't very interested in the public safety messages we were sharing. So I had a new idea. I wanted to get children to educate their parents. It's not always parents educating children. It can be the other way around. Sometimes kids understand better than us and they're more proactive. Her cute graphics found favor with families and provided a way to spread health and safety ideas. The Transport Ministry has proposed higher fines for drivers who don't yield to pedestrians at crosswalks. It approved a draft amendment on Friday that raises the maximum fine by five times from 1,200 NT to 6,000 NT. Violators would also be hit with penalty points. Under the current point system, those who receive six points within a six-month period will lose their license for one month and will be required to complete a road safety course. Those who violate res results in death or serious injury will have their license revoked. Last September, the government launched a one-month crackdown on drivers who failed to yield. In New Taipei alone, extra enforcement at pedestrian crosswalks reduced the rate of traffic accidents by at least 20 percent. Immigrants from all over the world come to Taiwan, where they find work, build homes, and contribute to what makes the island so special. Today in An Immigrant Story, we meet Fabio Grangian, a French actor, model, and talk show host. What many people don't know about him is that he's also a talented cook. For most of the news reporter, Stephanie Yang joins him as he whips up his favorite dishes. The chef grills the salmon, then he seasons it with cream sauce and sesame. Finally, it's topped with ginger-flavored soy sauce. He also makes the classic braised pork. The chef's name is Fabio Julian Victor Grangian. He was born in Toulouse, southern France, and grew up in the Caribbean. He came to Taiwan 10 years ago to study Mandarin. He quickly fell in love with Taiwan and decided to stay. In Taiwan, he's a model, an actor, and a show host. Besides work, he says what he loves most about Taiwan is the nature, outdoor activities, and food. 
We love Taiwanese cuisine uh, and it's so easy to go outside and eat to eat good food but sometimes it's nice also to eat at home and to invite some friends and I always try to invite some Taiwanese friends to try to to, to uh, to learn from them. Right. I usually like gongbao jiding. This is something I, I or sanbeiji. That's uh, two, two, uh, two dishes that I usually do at home. Recently, Grangian proposed to his girlfriend. With COVID-19 well contained in Taiwan, Grangian plans to spend the Lunar New Year traveling with his fiance, exploring more of Taiwan and trying new food. Well, I'm pretty lucky because my fiance is a chef. She, 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 she knows how to cook, so I usually let her cook all the, the Taiwanese uh, dishes and I will cook more like Western-style food. I want to, you know, keep exploring. Taiwan is such a beautiful place, beautiful island with so many uh, beautiful landscapes. So uh, there's really like a feeling of freedom, especially during those hard times, you know. My family is just at home. They have to be at home at 6 o'clock. They cannot go out at night. There's no bar, no restaurant, no cinema, no gym. They can't do anything. So we are very lucky here to be able to travel and to have a, such a beautiful island. As a YouTuber, actor and model, Grangian hopes to use his platform to introduce Taiwan to the world. For most of news, Stephanie Yang, Wudong Mao in Taipei. Fishing is a big pastime in Hualien, but it can be a dangerous game. Every year, there are reports of people swept into the ocean by large waves. To prevent such mishaps, the Coast Guard in Hualien has opened a free life jacket service for fishermen in the county. It hopes the new service will help save lives. Fishing is a popular leisure activity, but every year people get into danger fishing when the waves get too big. To reduce the risk of casualties, the Hualien Coast Guard is offering a life jacket lending service. We are the Coast Guard Administration and we are offering a free life jacket service. All you need is a photo ID. Fill in a form and you can borrow a life jacket. There are often people fishing here at Shi Ping, but with no life jacket on site, there are occasional reports of large waves sweeping fishermen into the sea. The Coast Guard has bought 50 jackets, distributed across five locations, including their offices in Beipu and Qixingtan and at Hualien Fishing Harbor. <laughs> You can take it out for 24 hours for no fee. It's completely free. Just bring it back to the station when you're finished. Many jurisdictions have rules around fishing safety, including in Ilan and Kaohsiung, where you must wear a life jacket while fishing, although there are no penalties for failing to do so. In New Taipei, you can be fined between 30 and 900,000 NT for sea fishing without a life jacket on. In Tainan, the fine is between 30 and 150,000 NT. And turning to the weather, Taiwan is in the grips of a strong continental front that could bring lows of 8 degrees overnight in the northern region. But warm weather is in store this weekend. Fair to partly cloudy skies are forecast island-wide, with highs of 24 degrees in the north. The sunny conditions are expected to continue to Monday when another continental cold front will send temperatures sinking again. There is no rainfall here, though locals are still bundled up tight. Skies are mostly sunny, but compared with yesterday, the air feels significantly colder. The coldest non-mountainous location in Taiwan was Zhongliao Township in Nantou County, which hit 8.4 degrees at 6.40 a.m. This cold front is expected to last until tomorrow. Overnight into tomorrow morning, we will continue to feel the effects of radiative cooling. Temperatures throughout the country will be relatively low in the late night and early morning hours. 
The forecast for areas north of central Taiwan, as well as northeast Taiwan, is lows of around 10 to 12 degrees Celsius. Southern Taiwan up to Hualien County will be around 13 degrees. The public is advised to stay alert and dress warm. Those hoping to do some shopping before Lunar New Year will have that chance over the weekend. From Saturday to next Monday, the cold front is expected to weaken and temperatures will slowly rise, reaching as high as 24 degrees. Next Tuesday, more cold air is expected for the northern and eastern parts of Taiwan, as well as a higher chance of precipitation. However, the next wave of northeasterly winds won't last as long and should only affect local weather for a day or so. We expect that by Wednesday or Thursday, it will have weakened and the weather will have stabilized, with temperatures rising shortly afterward. With the next cold front to last only a day or two, those needing to do spring cleaning can look forward to fair weather.